Yo, bro, I remember when you used to record season one of The Awakened Soul with two generic soup cans and some string. Yo, I remember when you used to change your voice to act like you were your own guest and you thought we didn't know it was really you. Yo, I remember when you used to download celebrities talking on YouTube and then splice them in and act like you were. Wait, no, that was somebody else that really did that stupid shit. Yo, I remember when you first started doing video and you used flashlights as your lighting. Yo, happy third anniversary. I can't say enough good things about the Awakened Soul podcast, as you already know. And the pod just keeps getting better and better with age. I'm proud to have been a part of it at some point. And yo, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Everything's on point now. The audio's on point. The video's on point. Your guest on point. And you've developed into a dope ass conversationalist, especially for somebody who I know is much like myself, an introvert. And you're probably looking at people while you're talking to them like, man, why the fuck am I talking to you, though? Seriously, seriously. Can you shut up? Can you? Oh, wait, it's a podcast. We got to talk. <laughs> Yo, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Happy third year and one week anniversary. <laughs> hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on? It's your boy CEO Hayes, and I'm in the building again. That was Dan on drugs, my brother from A Few Screws Loose and Black Law and Legal Lies, um, at the beginning of that podcast. And I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of call Dan out for a little bit right here. So I, Dan was one of the first people I reached out to and let them know like the plan for the anniversary episode. But my brother forgot about me. But no, uh, definitely want to still thank Dan for, you know, taking the time out to, to do that recording and send it in. And, you know, those words means a lot. Me and Dan, I think we started around the same. I know we were in like the same year. I think we started podcasting and uh, it's it's Dan's one of one of the people that I reach out to about everything. I've talked about Dan a lot on over the course of the this podcast. So I'm sure at this point, if you guys know me, you know, Dan, you've heard him on the podcast before. So I want to thank Dan for that. Um but yeah, to just start it off, we are, this is The Awakened Soul. Um, and on this week's episode, we actually have the Hoochie Pappy Goddess um, in the building, Ricky. Um, and we actually are going to get into a discussion in that main discussion topic about, you know, being beauty, beautiful and sexy and how like sometimes women are judged before their beauty uh, before their intelligence and so uh, we get into a real good discussion about that this one was one of those episode topics uh, that spurned from a Twitter conversation and you know it's it's just funny how that works and this is the importance of engaging uh, with your with your social media um, and everything because you never know what may come of it and I think we got a great episode to be birthed from just a natural conversation that happened um, on Twitter and so we'll get into that more into that main discussion topic for any first-time listeners 
I'm your host, CEO Hayes. Uh, this is the Awaken Soul Podcast, a podcast where we like to discuss things with uh, deeper connotations. Like uh, we get into conversations about everything in the culture of the culture. Uh, it can be about anything. I'm I'm your host, CEO Hayes, and you can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod uh, if you want do want to check us out. Uh, make sure you're also checking out the YouTube. Uh, we do have YouTube content every week. It's usually one of the segments from this uh, from this the episode of the podcast. Sometimes it's all of them just broken up over different videos. So make sure you go and check that out as well. I appreciate your support there. Um, but that's it. That's it on this cold open. I wanted to start it off with Dan's voice because that's my brother, man. That's my dude. So uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a, a break. We're going to get into our entry music. On the other side of that, we're going to hop into my dark and twisted, crazy ass mind. I'll see you guys there. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. So we're back. And so this week's In the Mind of Hay segment is going to be really condensed um, for a few different reasons. The discussion topic is went pretty long and it's a great discussion. So I want to have the highlight on there. Uh, we also got the Cookie Chronicles this week and Tia uh, went. Uh, she's going to be talking about WAP or WAP, however you say it. Uh, the new uh, single from Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. And uh, she gets into a really great conversation there. And that went a little bit longer than normal as well. So. Um, it's, and it's not that I don't, this is going to be short change at all, because I, I, this is going to be one of those introspective in the mind of Hayes segments. And so the thing that I'm going to be talking about on this in the mind of Hayes segment is, you know, coming off the third year anniversary of the awakened soul. And, uh, we're coming up on the third anniversary also of love, lust and badass. soul. and I've always said that those two podcasts are kind of the different sides of Hayes, not one, one isn't more true to me than the other one it is not as true of me they're both sides of me and something that came up in conversations about uh from the people who listen to both podcasts is and and I, this is going to be one of those things i really want to hear back from and and what i want to know what my audience thinks and feels about this topic but one of the things that came up is like well why are you way funnier on love lust and badass soul than you are in the awakened soul and so that that's really been on my mind for the last the last week um and you know someone i'm not gonna call anyone out or put anyone on the spot here but somebody who listens who has listened to both podcasts for years for basically since their inception uh mentioned that and they're like well don't get me wrong I, I love both of them differently but sometimes because you are more funny it comes off as more personable on love lust and badass so and so that got me to thinking of like my mind immediately went to okay so should i bring back the stupid idea of the week segment which i used to do at the beginning of this podcast which was kind of my time to be a little bit funny and more of an asshole but I got to thinking, like, why is it? Why is it that 
I'm a little different on this podcast versus Love Less and Badass Soul because it's not nothing that I set out to do, right? I don't set out to sit here and be a little bit more serious on the UAC and Soul. I don't set out to be more funnier and more jovial on Love Less and Badass Soul. All it comes down to content for me. Because of the, the style of content that I cover on both of them, um, it leads it to be what it is. Um, and also the fact that Love Less and Badass Soul, I'm, I'm not by myself like that is a vision of two different creators when it was aj it was me and aj when it was me and tanya d it was me and tanya d and and now that it's me and t it's me and tia and so but i think always because of what we're talking about it is relationship based and all that stuff and dating based and you know people sending topics and stuff like that but i also think that that back and forth uh because of all those people that i did that though that podcast with we all had that nat that natural jovial relationship and so you know that does play a part of it but then it got also got me in my head and this is why this is the in the mind of hey segment is is it is it am i blocking off one part of myself that needs to come to the light more with the awakened soul do i need to be my more funny asshole xyz self and ultimately like where i came to is that i let the content dictate what parts of me come out because if it's a serious topic, which I do cover a lot on The Awakened Soul, and there are even times where we cover serious topics on Love Less and Badass Soul, and that jovial side of me does not come out as much. Um, that that playful, that funny, that, you know, and, and, I, and I'm never, I'm not somebody who's like a Scoop Grady. I can't sit around and be funny all the time. I can't turn it off or on. That's just not my personality. I am more reactionary, reactionarily funny. If you put me in situations, then I react to it. That funniness or that side of me comes out differently. Um, and so I, I ultimately think like why that is for people who listen to both. And if it's kind of jarring for someone who just listens to the Awakened Soul for so long and then they go to and listen to Love, Lust and Badass Soul. And they're like, this is a completely different haze. Like um, it's the content. And I think that that's part of like what I talk about as far as like not only respecting your listeners with podcasts is respecting the content and being what comes natural. Like it's for me, I'm funny in cases where it needs me to be funny, even in the in the episode that you uh, I mean, in the discussion topic that you hear on this week's episode, me and the natural the natural interaction with my guest led that conversation to be more funny. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it did. That's just the way that it went. And I think for me, it's like, you know, because I, I, I say my dark and twisted crazy ass mind when we get into these segments and everything. But for me and people who really know me and, and have gotten to know me, you know that there's all the all those are real parts of me. So it's not something that I'm turning on more for one or the other. It's more so, like I said, it's dictated by the content, it's dictated by the style, it's dictated by what's going on in that moment. Because we do talk about mental health here. It's hard for me to be funny when we talk about mental health because I take it I take it very seriously. And, you know, this this isn't for people who are listening to this. It's not really like a reaction to somebody saying that because I understand it. It's more so me thinking about it myself. Like I went through this thing of like, all right, so am I limiting myself too much on the awakening? So do I need to? And I don't like we've gotten to this point over this three years because of me being true to the side of me that needs to come out at that point in time. That's what I'm going to continue to do. That's never going to stop. But at the same time, it's just like, for, I, I, I don't know if I wanted to explain it. I don't know if I felt like I needed to, uh, you know, it's a lot of different thoughts that go into it uh, with that, especially with as deep as I get with certain shit sometimes is that I really start thinking, overthinking stuff too much. And that was one of those cases uh, after that was said. And I think ultimately, um, you know, 
it, it it's you get it you get it here like i'm I, I do be an asshole sometimes i'm a lovable asshole that's my thing you're going to get it at times but i think also overall it's going to be whatever the content dictates and that's part of why i do have multiple podcasts that i do weekly it's not because of you know i, I, I it's just fun to do which it is don't get me wrong but it's also because the Awakened Soul, as much as it, the topics of it change weekly and it could be about anything each and every week, I do know that the focus here is to get deeper usually and have conversations that we don't have in our culture. That's always what I said what the focus of The Awakened Soul is. And sometimes that's going to take it to different places. Now you do get The Awakened Soul. You also get the film frequency, which you need to make sure you check out if you like that funnier side of me. Uh, those are situations because, A, I do love Less Than Bad. I saw with Tia, who I've been friends with for six plus years. And I like we we do bring out that goofiness in each other, but we can also switch into seriousness. But then the film frequency, which I do with, with somebody who I've been friends like JB, I really look like the conversations that we have on the film frequency are exactly what we would be texting or talking about if we didn't have the podcast. So you get me at a little bit more laid back and jovial there as well. Um, so, I mean, it's just. And I and I don't like to say, well, if you want that side of me, go subscribe like to make it sound like a plug. But it's just I appreciate the fact that people like that side of me so much that they're wondering why it doesn't come out more in the awakened soul. Like I don't take offense to it. I understand it because to me, that just says that you guys enjoy me. You enjoy that side of me. Um, And the awakened soul is super successful. So you apparently enjoy both sides of me so I, I really do appreciate it but that's why for anyone who's like and i know we've had a lot of new listeners with tia coming on to love lust and badass so which then is filtered into the awakened soul when they hear that i have that podcast so um i just wanted to to speak on that a little bit it, it is what it is you guys let me know how you feel if you would like to see not again not to say that i'm going to try to be i'm not going to bring the love lust and badass soul haze to the awakened soul because again the content brings out that side of me. If we have more content that brings out that side of me here, fine. We, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. And, you know, I know t- t- 2020, I've covered a lot of deep, deep topics. So maybe I need to just bring in some of the more natural. Maybe I need to bring people like Fame Black and, and, and Bellow back, people that I really have a great rapport with that I've known for years who do bring that side out of me more. So it's just me thinking and being in my head and thinking about uh, that that level of stuff and what's going on. I know I just went on for a long time about it. Uh, like I said, I really would like to hear how you guys feel about it, but that's enough. That's enough. I said this is going to be condensed, and I felt myself starting to go, go overboard. If you guys would like to hear more of my thoughts on it next week, uh, I, I can continue it. I'd love to hear from you guys and hear your perspectives on what, what I said and kind of the duality of Hayes. And that's part of why Cordero versus Hayes uh, the YouTube show was supposed to get off um, and that kind of stopped because of COVID. That's the main reason that stopped um, was because co- COVID hit. And I just it took me out of that fun. Like that was supposed to be my purely funny uh, showing kind of the how both sides of me play off of each other. Um, and so that's all that. But that stopped because COVID happened. Quar- quarantine happened. Being stuck in the house happened. And it just that that kind of gotten taken away from me for a while like that, that, that that juice to get that show started kind of gotten taken out because I had to keep the shows that I had afloat amongst being semi-depressed initially with, with quarantine and taking like a month or a month and a half to kind of get out of that. And that show went by the wayside, but maybe we need to get that back off the ground and that, that could be that. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on in my head, but you know, this is as much for you guys as it is for me. So I want to hear your feedback on it. want to know how you guys feel about it. And you know, you guys really are good at interacting with me any other time. So I know that that'd be coming there. But that's enough of that. 
We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. We're going to get into the Cookie Chronicles from Tia, and then I'll catch you guys on the other side of that with the main discussion topic with my guest, Ricky. I'll see you guys there. Peace. I said certified freak, seven days a week, wet ass pussy, make that pullout game weak. I'm not going to say it just for, you know, I don't want everybody here. But this is called WAP WAP, okay? Now, this came out, I want to say Saturday night at midnight or Friday night at midnight. Either way, y'all know me. I love the song. I love the classy ratchet song, okay? But this is a little ratchet. I love Cardi. I love it. Now, what I'm a little irritated about is, you know, ever since the song came out because it's so nasty, <laughs> I've been on Twitter, I've been on Facebook, I've been on Instagram, okay? Every social media platform you can think of. And like any other time that a woman comes out with a raunchy song or women come out with a raunchy song, you have other women, other corny, <laughs> conservative women, and men who have issues with the lyrics of the song. Now, first of all, I don't even, I wouldn't even say this is, this is the nastiest song from a woman that I've heard. Like, I hear so many and see so many complaints on social media about this song, about um, they want to ban the song. First of all, it's not on radio. Because even the clean version, they said it's not clean enough for radio. So um, they have the, the clean version of the video on YouTube. And then they have the explicit versions, you know, anywhere you can listen to music like Spotify, Apple, iTunes, you know, um, different places like that. But there's so many people, men more than women that I see, complaining about the lyrics of this song. Saying, oh, is this what we're teaching our daughters? And we need to get this song banned. They don't need to hear this. Watch what your kids are, are playing on their, their iPads and their phones. Now, yes, you are supposed to watch what your kids are listening to on their devices, okay? But to say that this is the nastiest song and to, like, put them down and make them seem like they're whores. First of all, Cardi is married, okay? She's been married for a while. So she's talking about all of this as far as I'm concerned with her man. Or even if they weren't married, if she was just in a relationship and had a man, this is perfectly okay. At this point, I'm irritated with seeing people, more so men than women, but people putting these two ladies down and saying that they're not good examples for young girls and that... Um, they're supposed to be role models. First of all, who said that celebrities automatically sign up to be role models? You know, as a parent, you are the role model for your children, and it should not be placed on anyone else. You should be able to adhere to what your kids are listening to and watching. And if you're a conservative who doesn't like to hear raunchy, explicit shit like this, even though you're fucking and you're having sex, then don't fucking listen to it. Why do you feel the need to have the song banned, per se, just because you don't like the lyrics? Now, keep in mind, these are people my age and a little older, for the most part, that I've been seeing. And I'm, I'm about 34, okay? So, let's not forget that we had Jackie O, we had Lil' Kim, 
We even still have Nicki Minaj in her early days. She was talking about shit like this. Um, Foxy Brown. If you want to get real modern with it, Janae Aiko. Janae Aiko sings about the same shit, just in R&B form. And let's not act like this is the nastiest of them all, because it ain't. Even the older people, like our parents, had songs back in their day that were explicit, according to them. And so let's not put blame on these two girls. They're expressing their sexuality. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, if you're a conservative and you don't feel like you like the, the lyrics to this song, or you don't want your children listening to it, then don't fucking let them listen to it, okay? Even the clean version. But we're all adults here, okay, for the most part. All of us that listen to this show and that listen to music like this, we're adults. And we're all having sex. So just because someone is verbally saying the shit that they like or the things that they do, don't act like y'all don't do that shit too, okay? It's nothing wrong with saying wet-ass pussy. It's nothing wrong with them expressing how they feel and how they want it and how they like it. It ain't nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to need for all of y'all conservative men and women alike to get the stick out of your ass. Listen to the lyrics, drink a shot or two, and enjoy the fucking song, okay? <laughs> Just enjoy it. It's not a bad song. Just enjoy it. And again, if it's not for you, then don't fucking listen to it. But we don't need to have the song pulled. We shouldn't be acting Cardi on Twitter. We shouldn't be adding her and, and Meg on Facebook or any other fucking platform that they are on to tell them that they are not good role models. What? It's not their responsibility to be role models for nobody. They got in the industry for their own personal love of music. Okay? That's it. That's all. They got into it for the love of it. Not because they want to be role models somebody else kids. That's not, you can't hold them to that standard. You can't put that pressure on them. That's not, that's not what they signed up for. It's not. Now, sometimes it just so happens to, to come that way. Like, you do have young girls that, that listen and young people that listen. But it's no different from, from God. And that's another thing. Let's, let's bring this up. There are plenty of men, rappers and R&B singers that sing about ratchet shit and how they want somebody to suck. UGK, Three Six Mafia, T.I. got a few songs, Gucci Man, like, come on, y'all. Let's not act like this. Let's, let's not pick and choose when we going and who we going to be conservative with, okay? Listen to the fucking song. Listen to the lyrics. You know, if you can listen to it and play it in your time of sexual healing with somebody, then play it. If you don't want to black now, I'm blasting it in my car on, on the way down the highway. That's just, that's just what I'm doing. But you don't have to do that, okay? But again, if you don't like it, just don't fucking listen to it. Just like anything else. If you're on social media and you don't like what somebody posting, you keep scrolling, right? Or you unfriend them, right? Same fucking concept. I don't understand. It's so many men that have issues with this song and these lyrics. Matter of fact, let me pull up. I'm going to pull up something that um, I saw on Facebook. And this was from Demetria L. Lucas. Let me see if I can find it. Because everything she said was dead on. Okay, here it is. So, so, sorry, I got distracted. Um, it says, men, I like to have sex with women. This is what a man is saying. I like to have sex with women. Also men, this is what they're saying. Women who like to have sex are hoes. Same men. Also say, why don't these bitches want to fuck me? Then, here's another one. Men, they say, I like fun and filthy sex. Women, we say, I too like fun and filthy sex. Men, they say, nah, see, I want a woman who doesn't like 
fun and filthy sex. And I want to convince her to do what I like just to please me. Women, wait. Do you actually like women? <laughs> Men again. I like fun and filthy sex. Then here's another one. Here's another one. This is the third one. Women, I enjoy fun and filthy sex and expect to also receive the sexual pleasure that I provide, which is most of us. Like, we all want to receive the same pleasure that we give others, right? Here go men. You're a hoe. Ain't a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's exactly what I have been seeing and what I have been saying. Why do men feel like it's okay for them to express their sexual needs and desires in one? And then the minute that a woman express the same thing, whether it's in a song or in a status or however she chooses to do so. She's a hoe or a slut or a bitch or she's doing too much. Or, oh, our kids can't be, they can't be examples for the girls. What? But again, you got all these male artists making songs about women sucking and fucking and doing whatever the hell they want them to do. But we post to fill away because y'all don't want to hear from us. The double standard is fucking real, okay? And I am not about no double standard. But again, I just wanted to put the people out there. I wanted to put y'all on blast. Okay, leave women to fuck alone. And for the other women that are being mad judgy, don't act like you're not out here fucking and sucking too. Because most of y'all got kids, and even if y'all don't got kids, y'all not virgins, all right? So just because another woman decides to express herself and talk about it do not mean that she's any less of a woman or less of a role model than anybody else, including yourself. All right, that's all I got for this week. I just had to get that off my chest because it was really pissing me off to see that shit up and down my timeline, especially on Twitter and Facebook. But anyway, until next week, y'all, this is the First Lady with the Sea Chronicles, and we'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a first time guest on the podcast and uh, this conversation is going to be a really interesting one. But first, let me introduce my guest. Uh, I, 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 when I wrote the list, I'm like, what name should I introduce her by? I found your real name. So I'm going to introduce you by Riki. Uh, <laughs> but how are you doing today? Tell the people a little bit about yourself and everything. And thank you for being here. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> um, I'm Ricky Lee, also known known as the hoochie pappy goddess <laughs> that's what everybody know me as or the black asian that was my old instagram name before i got banned but that's like my sex worker name now <laughs> <laughs> i feel it i feel it so and I, go ahead um i was gonna say that um right now i am a self-love advocate um especially just reaching out to the women, black women, especially, and the ones who are sex workers, because we get shitted on. I can cuss? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we get shitted on a lot. And um, I just want to let women know, like, first, we have to be happy with ourselves. And also, um, what else do I do? Only fans, girl, <laughs> of course. I used to be a scripper, but I was like, eh, I'm good on that. Cause the <laughs> club atmosphere, like it's fun, but it messes with you mentally. Okay. It does. So I had to like, as I was growing up and maturing, I was like, this ain't the place for me. 
But yeah, you'll see me on YouTube and stuff like that with other content creators. Not adult content creators, but um, like comedians and all of that. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, in my research, I found a couple of things because I do my research before I have a guest. So, some I may pop up with some random knowledge here and there. But uh, what made you start HoochiePoppy dot com? Um, what made me start Hoochie? Um, people say Hoochie Poppy is Hoochie Pappy. It could be either or. Okay. But I started it because <clears throat> I got banned from Instagram. <laughs> okay. I was the black Asian and I was working on that brand. So then when I got banned, I realized um I got to start all over. And I didn't want people categorizing me between black and Asian because it's that's almost like a fetish. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when they when people see mixed people, it's like, oh my God. So when I had the chance to rebrand myself um, I got I got popular for using the word hoochie pappy all the time, and people would be like, "What is it?" Like I see you referring to the vagina as hoochie pappy, and I'm like, "That's what it is." My uncle created the word. Okay. It was a word that he could use around the children, and the children can use it too. It's like um a family friendly word for pussy. You don't want you don't want your if you if you have a daughter, do you have a daughter? Yeah, I have two. Okay. You wouldn't want your daughter coming home saying, Daddy, my cookie hurt. And you your your cookie. First of all, why is a child referring to her hoochie baby as cookie? Mm-hmm. You know That's a good it's point. like why are you referring Yeah, why are you referring to your no no spot? You cooter, coochie, all that as cookie. That's inappropriate for a child to be saying their special part is a dessert. That's weird. <laughs> and if you say it in front of the wrong adult, it's yeah. no. Yeah. Then as kids, you know, I don't want to say pussy around a child. I don't want to say pussy around other, you know, just certain people because pussy is like that one dirty word that you use with your lover or your intimate partner. Sorry, neighbors messing up. Um, You just don't want to use, pussy just a dirty word. It sounds good when you have a sex. Like, don't spit on my pussy, you don't fuck this pussy right. That's what you use. Um, Cooter and all that. It's just so stupid. Like, those words seem so stupid to me, but Hoochie Pappy stuck with me because he was like, nah, you you gotta make sure you hoochie pappy right. And I was like, hoochie pappy. Oh, that. <laughs> so he made up the word big ups to my uncle Ben and I trademarked it. <laughs> that's that's so what's Hoochie up. Pappy Hoochiepappy.com started because IG was basically my my main platform when I was banned due to haters. Um I was like, what do I, what do I do? And bing, hoochiepappy.com. I will always have a website for my followers to find me. Um, and it's just simple. They know me by hoochiepappy. You Google hoochiepappy, I pop up. There you go. That's smart branding. Everything about that is smart. So there, there you go. If you, you, you tuned in to hear some talk, you just got a branding lesson 101. There you go. <laughs> That's dope. That's a dope story. And what's a, like when Instagram bans these pages, they get so big. Do they give you guys a reason? Or do they just randomly ban uh, you? Uh, 
They don't give you a reason, like a particular reason. They give you a list of things, but I had I had a, a really bumpy relationship with Instagram. I was always getting reported. Um, I, I was wild when I was the black Asian on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I had over 100K followers, and I had an open page, but it wasn't suitable for everybody. So people was like report 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 so, <laughs> That's so after crazy. i know it's like after after 100 reports over time you get banned and, ah, okay. and my phone number was banned my ip address was banned and my email was banned so for like a year i was not on instagram wow damn they that, like you're like you were doing some terrorist activity. That's crazy. That's crazy. I guess I guess it's like if so many people don't like this person, we might as well take them down. But I don't. It's like they should they should really investigate in some of the reports. But you know now AI is taking over everything. Mm-hmm. So an actual human running something throw that out the window because they just let artificial intelligence do whatever. Yeah, true. I feel that. I feel that. So what what like this quarantine time, like what have you how have you used that to like fix your brand or what have you what have you found out about yourself as like a content creator during this time? Because I know for a lot of us, it's like it's been a time to kind of, you know, take that time to refine to see what may work, may may didn't work. Because as of right now, people are consuming content at an all time high. So like they're looking for it. So have you used that time to kind of put that into your content at all? Um, with quarantine, yeah, it's just as far as Twitter and OnlyFans, I'm engaging with all my followers, okay, and it's better like that because you you build relationships, especially with OnlyFans. Like, I just sometimes I won't even I don't even post every day on OnlyFans, but I make sure that I talk to them because. How I look at quarantine now, those people who follow me, they follow me for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that if they're stressed out, I'm helping them some type of way to relieve the stress. Some people just want to talk to me. So I just be like, we can have a conversation. Some people want to see adult content, certain adult content. And if I'm open to do it. I, you know, I help them out. And a lot, a lot of men and women, because women follow me too, they just be like, sometimes I just come to your page just to start my day off right. If I'm having a bad day, you actually make me feel like the day is going to change in a positive way. And that's, that's all that's it dope. is. Like, that's what I like to do. Yeah. I like making, I love making people feel better about themselves and feeling good. That's what's up. That's dope. That's dope. I like that. I like that. That's dope. Um, so I have a, a special icebreaker question on here. I didn't put what it is because I didn't want you to prepare for it. So I told you I uh, <laughs> I did my research and I found your YouTube page, which I had never looked at before. And one of the videos on there spoke to me because I you probably don't know this about me, but I have another podcast that's about sex and relationships. And I often talk about like the misconceptions with BDSM. And I saw you had a video on BDSM. So I just want to ask you this, like, what do you think are some of the most common misconceptions of people when it comes to BDSM when they first get into it? Um, and then I have another question to follow up, but that's the first one. What, what, what do you think? The most, um, the 
the biggest misconception is that it's abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Like people really think people are getting abused and it's the total opposite of that. It's the total opposite. And I'm really big on understanding things before you comment and make a negative statement. Like a lot of people, we all know BDSM is not for the closed minded folks. Yeah. <laughs> so BDSM actually pushes you to the limit and it helps you open your mind and understand the, the difference that thin line between pleasure and pain and and we'll let you know that some people what you what you look at as abuse that might be someone's kink it helps you understand your sexuality it helps well not sexual sexuality but like sexual kinks um and it's not necessarily a sex thing you know people think oh hey tying up people and having rough sex with them and it's not even that Definitely not that. And I, I always say like the one of the biggest things with BDSM is that it's really about trust to a degree, right? It's about that you're trusting somebody that they have your play, whether you're the dom or this. If you're the dom, you realize that, that they're trusting you with their pleasure and you respect that. And then if you're the sub, you're you're completely turning that the control over to that person. But because you trust them that whatever they do, it's going to be with your pleasure at the forefront of their mind. So like people who like saw it in like 50 shades of gray, that's one of the worst things that happened to BDSM because people think it's all about like telling people what to do and beating their ass. Like that was the worst movie to showcase for BDSM. Like when I read the book, I was like, yeah. and then I saw the movie. I was like, this is even worse. <laughs> yeah. But, um, is that like what you said? The number one thing with B about BDSM is that you have to have trust. And so many people, especially, um, women, they always say, Oh, I want to be a dom. I want to be a dom, but you have to build yourself up to be a dom because in all actuality, the sub is where the power is because they're putting their trust into you. You yeah. just following instructions, <laughs> even though you feel like very powerful. Yes. That's a good thing, but the real power is with this sub saying, hey, can you choke me until I do a signal or something? Yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, this would be a good thing to talk about because not many people, like, while I think, like, the people's interest in BDSM is growing at a all-time high or maybe it's just my awareness of it it's still that misconception that people have and it's like it's not I almost hate getting into conversation with people in BDSM if they're not already in the community because it's like you have to do so much deprogramming from like what they they've seen in like media and stuff and they think it is it's like oh I, I don't even have time for it <laughs> yes think about how um gay people feel oh yeah. That's how gay people feel. It's like people are so judgmental and ignorant to the topic and they've been wired a certain way to to how they're thinking and it's just like I don't even feel like dealing with y'all right now. Y'all think this way, y'all don't think that way, but keep that over there because over here we're going to be happy. So just like with BDSM, gay people have to go through that. Even black people, just being black, you yeah. got to go through that because yeah. it's a lot of misconceptions of all three of those groups. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, that's it for the surprise icebreaker. That was a great answer and response, by the way. Hopefully, people are taking notes if you're interested in the BDSM community. Um, but we have so like this whole us doing this episode together. The topic and idea kind of started in my mind from a tweet that you had. You you tweeted and you asked something simple. Why do you follow me? And my response was because. You're funny for one because you're funny as hell. Shout out to, by the way, if you guys haven't paid attention from just the few minutes we've been on this recording so far, she's funny as hell. But then on top of that, like you drop some knowledge there from time to time and you get pretty deep and like and then you you thank me for for pointing that out uh, to you. And so my my whole thing, because I'm sh- like with you talk about everything you do talk about sex on your Twitter and everything like and it just got me to thinking, like, let's talk about, like, the intelligence behind the beauty. So I sent you a couple of articles, right? Um, what did you think about mm-hmm. the articles that I sent you before we get into, like, the, the 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 questions and topics? What do you think about those two articles? Okay, so the first one, I looked at it. So I read I read the title, and I was like, yeah. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me um, bring up our DMs. Yeah, he be up in my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... So the first one was the um, the grad the female graduates who wear sexy clothes, saying that's less capable than the counterparts. It's true. It's it's really true. Um, being being a, a, a I guess a retired stripper. I guess <laughs> I come across women who are lawyers, nurses. Um, students who were working on getting a master's PhDs and um, they, and I'm, I'm also someone who did this too. We would dumb ourselves down in the strip club. Mm. We would dumb ourselves down. We would be sitting there making money, but I've noticed that even though that girl who's out in public with the skimpy clothes on, she's getting all the attention and everything. Automatically, everyone thinks she's dumb. Everyone, everyone thinks like, oh, she's just cute. She just, she just wants some attention. And as soon as she opens her mouth and says something, that's like, dang, she got a brain. It either turns 80% of the crowd off mm-hmm. and the first thing they can say is whatever that's what all they can say <laughs> like she naked anyway like, that's it that's all they can say. Yeah. She walk out the house with no clothes on and then you got the other person that's just like wow she's sexy she's confident and smart it changes like it changed the whole the whole mindset of some people when they see a girl who's confident half naked (laughs) and intelligent like it turns into first it's like she's just naked oh she's smart so not only is she's neck half half naked smart she's confident Mm -hmm. it's all three of them but we do get looked at because we we get looked at in a negative way because we would rather show our body i guess we're comfortable with our bodies yeah. And that's the first thing people see. But even if we walked out with clothes that's suitable for, I guess, this appropriate to other people, you still won't be able to see our intelligence through our clothes. That's true. That's true. And, and this is, uh, I mean, the world, the society that we live in, no matter what, everyone's going to think if I stand next to a man, automatically they're going to think that man is way more intelligent than I am. It's just society. 
And it, it's problematic, right? Because it's it's almost like we set up to where a, if we see a beautiful woman dressed in what we think is sexy, sexy, it's like she just she can't be smart. And then when she does start talking intelligently or saying something that that catches our mind uh, from, from a mental standpoint, then it's like, oh, but then why are you dressed like this? Like somehow your intelligence should be displayed by what you put on and that it's just not possible. So like I. I it's it's such an interesting thing and like as a man i don't think we, we could never understand that right and men can be objectified too i don't want to act like they can't but we would never understand it at, at a level that women are um i, I think there's like a, i feel like there's a small percentage of men who who um who actually experience the same thing mm. um i've been in a relationship with somebody who was fine, like one of the most good looking people that I've ever been with. And going going places, we were we would be seen as like, that is a beautiful couple, like mm-hmm. God. And automatically they thought that we were both just cute. Like they're just beautiful people. They have to be dumb. And with him, I guess because of the position that I play in my relationships, I let my man lead. If he, if he needs, if I need to lead, then I will lead. But majority of the time, I will let my man lead. And um, I'll never forget somebody came up to him about exactly what we were talking, what the conversation was. But they tried to pull his whole card as if he was just a handsome man and he had no brain. And he was just like, "Hold on, wait a minute." <laughs> let me read you for a minute like I understand that we're I, I'm good looking and everything but I got a brain too and it's the same thing with me a lot of people a, a lot a lot of men they just see a pretty face and um, and I also feel like it's my skin tone they I guess they automatically feel like oh she she's sexy I become a fetish mm-hmm because I'm a black man, and um, sometimes people could see my other features from my Filipino background, so they'd be like, oh, she got a little Asian in her. Oh, yeah, she's going to be the ride. And then when I open up my mouth and I speak, and we talk about certain subjects that they think that I don't have any clue about, they just be like, um, it's either that I get like, oh, you're smart, or you just cute. Mm-hmm. You you just keep like yeah. I don't take that. How about hold on? I still got something to say. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> and it it, it it has to feel like does it feel good that time where like somebody kind of misconstrues you and then you have to like drop it on them real quick? Like uh uh-uh. uh no 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 I know what the hell I'm talking about. Oh yes. Um, my friends get annoyed with me. They <laughs> get annoyed with me because. Even though we all we're all in the same boat as sexy women and everything like that, I'm that one friend that corrects somebody when they're wrong. And if we're in a group setting and somebody tries us, or even if one of my friends says something wrong, I bless that. Come here, I correct. Them. They go about, you know, they conduct they so. And if someone tries to be like, well, that was wrong, and blah blah blah, I'm like, okay, she made a mistake, but I'm here to fix it. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. How do you how do you balance like if you even worry about it at this point? Because maybe you've gotten to the point where you just like fuck it. I'm just gonna be me. Like balance like being sexy uh, 
and being in the in the public eye now because like do you do you worry about that or because like where you are with with the content and stuff like you don't even trip off of it or do you try to strike a balance between like making sure you display that you are intelligent on top of being sexy as hell? so during my break from instagram i had to learn how to use my sexuality okay i had to learn how to um use it to get the attention and then drop the knowledge okay Smart. So it was a video, maybe it was like, like a minute long, if that. And I popped in. I was like, "What y'all doing?" <laughs> I, I, and I had on clothes. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What y'all doing?" I got something to say. And just off times, like people see me and they just be like, "Ooh, like what she got to say?" Because I have, I have very dominant sexual energy. I don't know where it came from, but I have it. I just realized I had it last year when I had a job and I got fired from the job, but my boss wanted to date me. That's when I realized like, girl, you got some power and you don't know what you're doing with it. So back to the video, like everybody was just like, oh, I want to know what she about to say. And I brought awareness and attention to we still need to arrest these cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. And everybody that paid attention to that video on IG inboxed me, the ones that could. They was like, we really liked that that video. Like, we thought you was going to start twerking or something, (laughs) but you was like, nah, we gonna, I want y'all to arrest the officers that killed Breonna Taylor. We like that. We like, that's how you use your sexuality. Like when you need, when you want to voice something. And that's what I did with the BDSM video. Mm-hmm. You see me in a cute little stripper outfit. And it's like, oh, what's she doing? Oh, I'm clicking on this. What's this about? And it's like, oh, shoot. She talking about something that's really, that I really want to know about. Because mm-hmm. I really want to know about BDSM. Boom. So I know, I know how to use it. So I'm still learning though, because sometimes like I be in situations and wanna be sexy. Like I'm a personal assistant, and sometimes when I'm on set, I don't be trying to dress cute. I'll go in with some boyfriend jeans on and a cut off shirt and an afro, and men still be like, mm. and I'm like, I ain't even sexy today. <laughs> but I have to learn that I have that energy. I, yeah, I have it. It's just something I I can't get rid. of. can't get rid of it no i mean and you do have to use it like i i say too like because especially once i started doing videos um with my podcast like i used to always get in the comments like oh you got a beard you're handsome and it's like all right if my beard and me being handsome brings you into the video but you stay for the content all right that's fine i did my job like yeah that's that's it um but even then like yeah yeah i mean it's like hey I, I have no control over how I look. That's you got to blame my parents for that. So, but if I can use that to 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 my advantage for what I'm trying to do, then then hey, more power to it, right? Use it. If it's gonna grab their attention, honey, you better use what God gave. <laughs> so here, here's here's a transparent moment, right? Because uh, and this kind of segues away into the next question I have for you. But like, I would imagine a lot of times, well. You correct me if I'm wrong. That people may DM you, and and it starts off as like the under the pretense of business, and then it turns to something else, right? Has that happened? Um, yeah, it, okay. it happens. It happens less than what I expect. Okay, that's good then. That's good because I 
I know, uh, yeah, I know, I know some people in like, especially like the podcast and the YouTube game, and people will like want to message them and say, "Hey, I'm I'm with this brand. I want to work with you." And then five messages into like talking business, it's like, "By the way, what's your number? <laughs> Can I? I want to take you out. How much?" It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, off top, off top, I'm the type because I, I kind of read in between the lines, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, "And what else you want?" I'm, I'm that type of girl. I, I'm yeah. And it it scares it really scares me like it's it's amazing how because I'm a transparent person mm. so I had someone who wanted to work with me with some content as far as um they play jokes on people and he came out of nowhere like you have over a million followers I've never met you you've never met me how did you even find me he saw me on a celebrities page and he was like oh let me see what I can do he got into the DMs and he was like hi. Um, I would like to work with you. Um, I play jokes on people and I record it and I looked at the content. That's not something that I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And he could tell that I wasn't into nothing like that. So I was like, so what else you want? (laughs) He was like, I get your number. So, um, we can, we chit chatting in the DMs. I check my DM before I check. (laughs) So what else you want? Oh, well, uh, I was trying to see if we could be more than just friends. I said, we're not even friends yet. <laughs> and and it, that really, I'm, in, I'm intimidating. I know I am. But it's like, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's why when I DM you about this episode, I'm like, let me put it all out. Because I don't want her to think I'm like saying, hey. And then it's like, wait, and someone else was like, let me make sure I say, I got a podcast. I got this episode. I, like, I, I laid it all out for you because I didn't want I didn't want it to be misconstrued because I can only imagine. <laughs> I, I get it all. <laughs> I get, um, I'll never forget this guy saw me. Um, this was when I was working in a club and this, I'm walking past getting ready to chip out or whatever. And this dude that I always see in a club, always, he tipped me and everything, but he never spoke to me. Mm-hmm. This particular time, he just he was like, "Hey, hey, Geisha." That's that was my dancer name. He said, "I ain't gonna hold you up. I'm trying to fuck." <laughs> I, I said, "You know what? I like that, but I'm not interested in having sex. But I'll, I'll fuck with you because that was some real shit. You wasn't trying to be like, hey, let me take you out.'" Let me do this. Let me do that. You just like, hey, look, I want to see what that pussy like. <laughs> so, <laughs> and ever since then, we've been cool. He never got to fuck, but, you know, we could a girl or something, but, you know, we cool. I respect that because that was, that was real. That's what's up. He yeah. wasn't into that. Let me, let me pay a bill or something because I'm going to be like, well, I, my car, I need $500 from my car now. Help us out. <laughs> if you say you're gonna pay a bill, you better pay a bill. <laughs> Not to just get you some coochie. <laughs> I heard that. That's what's up. That's what you gotta you gotta hey, in this day and age, you gotta respect people who are just real and own their shit. Regardless if you agree with that shit or not. But if you real and you own your shit, you just gotta appreciate those type of people. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. Cause it's so it's so many fake people out here. Mm-hmm. We watch fake stuff all day on tv on our phones and it's just like when you when you actually run across someone who's very authentic it's like whew, real ass bitch give a fuck about a nigga <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure 
Fair enough. Uh, the last question in, in this set of questions that I have for you. Uh, do you think men generally show you the respect you deserve? The ones that I've come across, yes. Um, it's very, very seldom that I get disrespected by men. Okay. And especially black men. And I, I see it. I see disrespectful men on the internet, but when it's like face to face, I get a lot of respect from men and a lot of them, they, they hold me down. It's been times where, you know, I'm and I don't take the bait from a guy who's trying to, I guess, court me or whatever, trying to get at me. And, um, they they hit me with them. You ain't nothing but a hoe anyway. It's either my cousins or my friends, my male friends. Like, hey, cuz, you know, just cuz she didn't want to deal with you, don't mean she got to be a hoe. You, hey, then they go, you a hoe ass nigga. Like, you, that, <laughs> you that press? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. All these women out here, you worried about this one. Like, so I feel like in person, I get a lot of respect from men. They, they, they adore how open I am, how confident I am. They adore, I'm going to toot my own horn, so to, but I am a woman who is not afraid to apologize when I am wrong. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like a lot of my male friends and family members and past lovers who I'm still friends with, they appreciate that. So, that's one of the like one of the strengths in me. Like if I'm wrong and I'm dead wrong, I'd be like, you know what? I can't even front. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, what I'm talking about. That's why you're gonna always be the homegirl, or you know, that's why we always gonna be cool because you actually take responsibility for your negative actions. You take accountability, and I'm like, I got to because I would want you to do the same thing with me. That's what's up. That's that's a great trait to have because people will do everything in their book to not admit that they're wrong. And that's something that I I see the older I get and the more people I have around me. It's like you really going to dance around the whole subject instead of just saying, look, I was wrong. They will say they will say everything. Look, it's blame it on the retrograde. Blame it on the fact that they that they that they woke up and they put on. They left sock on the right foot, which socks don't even have which foot they go. Like, they will blame it on everything else other than just saying, look, I was tripping. That's all you got to say sometimes. I was tripping. You, <laughs> you ever seen that thing where it's like, it's, of course, it's a cartoon. It's like a little cartoon. And it's the girl on the bike. And she stick a stick in the wheel and she mess up her bike and fall. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the next scene and she goes, niggas ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. That sounds about right. When I say every time, I can see that 20 times. I'm going to laugh so hard because a lot of people think like that. Mm-hmm. I did that mistake, but I'm going to blame somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot, a lot of people think like that. Definitely. It's <laughs> people are crazy, man. Humans are interesting people. That's all I can say. Like... <laughs> Humans, let me tell you, I get so pissed off when I see people throw stuff out the window or just throw like trash. That 
pisses me. If I'm dating someone and I'm in love with them, if I see them throw something into the street that is not become um, food for the next creature, if I see you throw paper out and all that, I'll break up with you. Mm. Because we live here. This is all we have is Mother Earth. And, and you just going to throw out something just, just to kill our Earth. Like, what is going on? Yeah. We don't even, as humans as a whole, we don't appreciate what we have. That's true. That's true. And it, it's funny, right? Because I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how old you are. But back uh, when I was younger, we used to have the the video that would show like somebody throwing something out the car and the Indian with the one tear dripping down his eye. And th- and I used to think that this, it was funny, but it's real. Like we people don't take care of the planet like we just don't. And then when this motherfucker blow up, we're going to be looking stupid. Let me tell you something. I got out of a ticket. I'm eating ice cream in the car with my cousin or whatever. We. Nah, nah. I was like, look, I can't eat no more ice cream. This ain't good for my stomach. So I throw it out. We get pulled over. And as we, as we're getting pulled over, my cousin throws hers out the window because she ain't want it no more. Mm. The cop was like, I'm giving y'all a ticket. I said, a ticket for what? He said, you, you're littering. I said, we didn't litter. He said, I just watched you throw something out the window. I said, it ain't litter. An animal can come up and eat that. It's going to go, like, it's going to melt and something's going to eat it. An ant, something, <laughs> something's going to eat that. Or it's going to end up being part of the earth. Because, um, no, my cousin didn't have ice cream. She had, like, a, um, like a lettuce wrap or something like that. Okay. Everything is edible. And he, he's like, that's littering. I said, no, it's not. It's compost. <laughs> and we sat there for 10 minutes I said now if I threw this bottle out Then you can give me a ticket You can't give me no ticket for throwing food out Cause I bet you That burger or whatever the lettuce wrap Is not gonna be there Something's gonna eat that That's good And point. he he had he was like you know what I ain't gonna give you no ticket I said cause I don't throw trash on my grounds I don't do that I don't litter but I will leave some food out. So if I don't eat food that's in my refrigerator, I will take it out there in the alley for the feral cats and the coyotes to eat it. Because I'm, I'm just, but you won't see me throw trash out there. That's something that I don't do because we have to live here. It's bad enough we all drive cars. Air is polluted. We got enough people throwing trash in the oceans and all that stuff. Our wildlife is literally dying even though they help earth it's just so much it's just it's just so much so i got out of a ticket because i argued with him like no we did not litter <sighs> don't give me no ticket because i will take this to court <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up well we got one last segment right um to get into a few last questions and this one's built around dating we've kind of touched on it it a lot some of it within just the normal conversation but gotta ask you this just flat out does being in the public eye only fans youtube twitter does it affect your dating life at all i love how you got close into the camera to answer this question i love it <laughs> um so dating life I date a particular type of person. Okay. And um, so every everybody that I come across, they don't get to date me. They don't get to, yeah, they don't get to date me or even hang out with me on that type of level. 
So it's a particular type of person that I date. And when I date, I date the appropriate way. I date, I date, date. So I'm always single. So if you see me out at a restaurant with somebody, my business, because you're not my man or my my woman. So I date. I I'm a. Okay. People don't date no more. People just be like, "Hey, I like you. We're in a relationship. Yay!" No, I date. I let people compete. Like they don't know they in a competition. (laughs) But I be like, "All right, he opened doors, and he doesn't say uh, misogynistic things." But he a little homophobic. But see him, okay, let me see. He pay my bills, though, you know. <laughs> he take care of me. And he not homophobic. He's open-minded. But he still got, like, drama with exes and stuff. See, that's how I date. Okay. Um, it, being, being, I guess, like you say, in the public's eye, um, I don't like to say that I have fans, but the people who are, I guess fans i want them to understand like i don't i don't it's not that i don't want to date you but you're not in that category that i want to be with okay i think with them they're thinking oh i'm a good looking man i could do this for her and all of that but in reality the guy that i like or that i want to be with not gonna be in models or adult content creators DMs asking to court them, you know. Yeah. So, and I don't even like meet people off the internet. Nope. I gotta see. Oh, <laughs> I see you. What's up? I'm like, how you first? I'm that type of girl. I I shoot my shot. I feel it. That's what's up. Okay. Okay. Do you ever worry that like? With you, with you doing OnlyFans and stuff, that when you do get into a committed relationship, or let's say it, it progresses to the point where you like get engaged and close to getting married, that it'll that it'll affect that your business because that's basically now what OnlyFans is. That's your business. Do you worry that it'll affect that? Uh, no. Okay. Um. First of all, I won't put my personal business out there like that. Okay. I'm I'm already like a transparent person and I'm an open book, so. People come to me about a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Dick sizes. <laughs> you think my dick too big or too little? Women come to me about problems with their hoochie pappies and relationships. And I, I'm I'm open to talk about things that everyone is afraid to talk about. Okay. But when it comes to something as far as my personal life, like my relationships or people, somebody found out that I was dating some somebody who was kind of popular and people was like are you with such and such and i was like that ain't none of your business if i was i wouldn't tell you if i wasn't i wouldn't tell you like no like that's it like yeah. that's none of your business focus on what you got going on so i keep certain things to myself but i don't mind talking about other stuff but when it comes to my love life my intimate life that's my business is not getting out there okay that's what's up you gotta you gotta leave especially like when you do put so much out in the public i found like too like you you have to save something that's just for you right that's just in your personal life that isn't like because especially with like my podcast my like my kids have been all on my podcast on my youtube like we i put so much out there that it's still some things that i just leave to myself and then the public will never see it's not because i'm hiding it it's just because look i need something that's just that's just my peaceful place right that i get away from all this shit with so i feel it I feel yeah it. 
Yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even famous. I don't even want to be famous because just like this whole situation with Will and Jada, mm-hmm. like, come on now, we all know Hollywood relationships are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, they have relationships of the wealthy and regular civilians. They don't understand that type of relationship because they're not up there. Yeah. So they become very judgmental and just seeing the comments of, Oh, Jada wrong. And then Will's a victim and all this stuff is when I seen all people don't even know, like y'all giving this whole narrative, but you, you don't even understand that relationship. And even though, and then people were saying stuff about the third wheel, August. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't even understand why he did that. Yeah. And even when, when the couple came out and did, when Jada sat herself down at the red table, they gave you all this information, all this input, and people were still coming up with these crazy stories. And it's just like, this is why people conduct themselves a certain way. The whole story is something totally different than how the media actually put it. Mm -hmm. And it's totally different from what regular people are thinking. When you're wealthy, that's mistresses and all that came side booze and stuff. That's for the wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) And you think you think these people don't know about these up these these mistresses and all that? You think they don't know? They know. Yeah. They know. Wives know. Husbands know. Some of these relationships are poly um, polyamorous relationships. Some of them might be conducting polygamy, but it's it's just certain things that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, and we'll never know the full story, and, and we shouldn't, right? Because people's business should be their business. Yeah, it's their business. Just like Will said, he was like, "This happened so long ago, so I don't understand why we're talking about it right now." Yeah, and I was just like, "Right there," and everybody's <laughs> missing that. Like he just said, "This shit happens long ago." Yeah, and people feel like he's hurt. He wasn't hurt. He was just mad because they brand might be, you know, a little yeah. crooked now. But <laughs> we'll know what's up. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Um, one of the other things I have in the dating realm to ask you about is, and this is, I see, and I stay out of it. I used to get into it more with, like, I try to stay out of relationship topics, specifically on Twitter. I see this a lot. But I feel like. Men have like a certain ownership they feel like over women, especially like once they're interested. It's like and I say that because like I'll see people be like a girl that they just started talking to and be like, oh, yeah, she better get all them niggas out of her phone. But yet you ain't you ain't gave this woman no conversation about exclusivity. You ain't said nothing, but she's just supposed to like almost like women are supposed to just be waiting around still for a man. And I don't get that mindset in 2020 I, I, for anybody. And women do that shit, too, sometimes like. The, the the guy like if they if do the they're interested in they find out they talking to other people before exclusive relationship it like turns into some shit what do you think about it? first and foremost i don't know who taught people in general it's religion yeah. there we go yeah. religion religion teaches you you gotta you gotta find you a man or a woman this is their role 
and you own that person. Mm. And that is not how it works. No one becomes your property. And it's not cute. Because a lot of girls, they'd be like, that's my man. I'm his property. That's not cute. You're you're not, no. You're not a building. You're not a car. You're a human being. <laughs> Say that again. And, <laughs> and um, what they don't understand is human nature trumps everything that the Bible tells you. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you can get me pregnant. You can get my sister pregnant. You can get some stranger up the street pregnant. So why is it if me and you are in a relationship, I'm just yours and you're just mine? Because mm. biology don't say that. Ah, that's a, that's a good perspective. I, I feel that. And we're supposed to be, we're supposed to do three things as creatures of God, he put us as humans. We're supposed to do three things on earth. We're supposed to create, procreate, and build. Mm. He didn't say, go get you a wife and you marry her and she becomes your property. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not how it works. He stop and pay his car insurance. That's your man. He can't go nowhere. No one said that. <laughs> It's entitlement. Like, as human beings, especially Americans, it's entitlement. And if you think about it in other cultures, they're even more strict. Yeah. Muslim. Oh. It's religion. It's religion. And if you think about it, who runs most of the religions? Who started most of these religions? Man. (laughs) Was that your drop the mic moment? I like it. I like it. so so okay so what i'm breaking down is that men twist you think men twist religion are they the men who started religion they twisted it so that they could subject women basically which makes sense yeah that's wow okay that's why that's why in society we're looked at as less than as as time goes on you know women start "Ah, equality and all that stuff great awesome but if you look at just the timeline, everything that a woman has done in the past was to benefit man. Mm. So um, I noticed like the huge debate on Twitter, well, social media period is um, if I don't pay bills and he pay bills, what's the perp- what's my point? Like, what's my point of being around? But remember, back in the day, the man paid every single bill. Mm-hmm. If that was your husband, he was paying every single bill. And you took care of the house. Yeah. There's no reason why you come home and you ain't got no hot meal waiting for you. Why? Because you paid for everything. And her job was to just take care of you in the house and the kids. Yep. But then as time went on, it was like, oh, she don't do nothing. I pay all the bills. She's just sitting on her ass and da 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 <laughs> And it's just like, you know how hard it is to be a wife and a mother and a housekeeper? Then it became, we fighting for equality. We deserve this. We deserve that. And then men started to realize, like, oh, shit. A lot of stuff wouldn't be done without women. Yeah. So then men started to open up their eyes, like some of them, not all of them. It was like, okay, it's not that easy being a woman, okay? Especially if you married or a mother and you taking care of others besides yourself in your home, you taking care of your man and everything. It's like, oh, okay, I see. But 
it's a big old percentage of men who just and women who feel like we were really placed women were really placed on earth just to cater to men yeah. and that is not that's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah not it. yeah it's it, the relationship dynamics are so because people have such the spectrum is so big on where people can fall on their thoughts about how relationships supposed to work and what roles people are supposed to play. I ain't got time for that shit. You do you. I do me. We figure out the way that it's going to work for us. That's the way that I look at it. What, what we all need to do is when we get into relationships, we we have to understand each other. Yeah. We have to learn how to coexist with each other. We have to understand how to be a team. We have to understand like. Say me and you was together. I like to be. I I like I like space. I say that's my like, love language all the time. You preaching to the choir here. When people be like, "What's your love language?" I be like, "Space is my love language." Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. I don't need to talk to you every day. Yeah. Like we can we can communicate every day, but we don't need to sit on the phone for hours and hours and hours every day. I got shit to do. You got shit to do. If we got time to sit on the phone every day, yeah. it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, we it's must the- be super wealthy, exactly, and invested in something where we just kick our feet up and sit on Facetime every day. Yeah, or or just in each other's faces, breathing each other's breath. That's gross. Like <laughs> that is so nasty to me. I like to be by myself. I am a person. I'm like a little hermit crab. It just be me and a kitty. I'm just (laughs) like a cat. Thank you for the love. That's enough. Let me go walk off do my thing. I'll be back. I'll be back. Mm. I need that space. I feel it. I feel it. (laughs) I'll go crazy without space. Like and people don't understand that. Like I need the space. I need not only like like physical space sometimes, but Give me space to miss your ass. Cause if we text, I, I tell people all, if we text all day long or talk all day long, when I see you face to face, I don't want to hear you complain about me not having shit to say. Cause we didn't talk all day long. I ain't got shit to tell you. I ain't got shit to tell yes. you. <laughs> yes, I feel that. Like whoever my future husband is gonna be or wife, whoever, I'm, I'm like, look, I'm not gonna be talking to you all day every day. Especially if we live together. Oh, that's even worse. Oh my god! Like whoever whoever marries me, like we gotta get a house, and we gotta get a house that got wings. I'm gonna be on one side, and you gonna be on the other side. Like I need space. Like don't get me wrong, I do like to cuddle. I'm a nurturer, so I like to you know cuddle with my my man can lay on me and all that mm. rub on his head and all that but i can't do that shit every day it gets burnt <laughs> out yeah you preaching to the choir that's so fun you're the first woman i have ever heard verbalize that and anytime i've said that in public people be looking at me like well if you want space why you get in a relationship listen that's the problem because people think like all of a sudden because we in a relationship that means we aren't still too completely i may not like what you want what you want to do if you want to go outside and garden i I don't want if you sitting around waiting on me to want to garden you're gonna be waiting for fucking ever because i'm not gonna want to do that shit i fully support you going to want to do it and why you doing it i'm gonna be in the basement building something let's 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 meet in the middle at three o'clock and watch watch tv let's do something like that and look that's perfect because if i like to garden and you like to build stuff 
because you know that about me, you might end up uh, building like a little garden bucket or something. Yeah. Then I- I'm gonna be like, oh, that's what you was doing downstairs. <laughs> you could go downstairs every day. Thank you for my little garden, <laughs> little being. Like people don't understand. Like we need space. And you mentioned it's like, give me some time to miss you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Missing someone? Oh my God. That 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 yearn to be like, oh, I want this person so bad. Like, ooh, two more days, two more days. Yeah. And then you finally get to that person and you just fuck the head off their shoulders. It's <laughs> 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 like, baby, I miss you. <laughs> You're just happy. Yeah. You're so happy. Yeah. But people, I don't know what it is today. It's like people are so like codependent like ugh. that shit is I not need- sexy that is a big ass turn off like people mm-hmm. being needy and i can't stand a needy person especially men <laughs> women like women i'd be like yo chill but if i see a man doing it to me i'd be like yeah i'm clocking out <laughs> I am over. <laughs> I am over this. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and head out. I'm gonna go ahead and head out. That's funny. That's what's up, though. That's funny. Um. So, <laughs> last question for the day. <laughs> you mentioned how um people come to you. They talk to you. They ask you questions. I have a a sex and relationship podcast. People send in questions that just make my head blow off sometimes. But what do you think people are most misunderstanding about the opposite sex? So, um, okay. From a woman's perspective about men, I think the most mis- the misconception for the men mm-hmm. that's from a woman is that they all cheat. Mm. Like men cannot be loyal. Okay. Like, cause bitches do the same thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I really feel like a lot of women think like, all oh, oh, niggas cheat, all oh, men cheat. I've said it in the past, like all oh, men cheat, but I really didn't mean it as in the way that I was saying it wasn't the exact same way that they were saying it. Okay. But if someone heard me say it, they'd probably be like, oh, Ricky, Ricky scorned. <laughs> but I just feel like um, we're all sexual beings and y'all like sex and well, not all of us. Some people don't like sex, but the people who do like sex, you know, men tend to get their dicks wet a little bit more than, (laughs) but I feel like a lot of men, they suffer from that because women go into relationships thinking, oh, he going to cheat. Yeah. That's that, that hurts women's feelings the most. Oh, he cheated on me. And it's just be like, girl, did he really cheat on you? Did he? Come on now. Now, from a man's perspective, from what I've heard, a man's perspective towards women, that's the misconception, is that it's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of them because men just be saying some dumb shit and I feel like, mm-mm. But a lot of men feel that all women are emotionally unstable. Okay, yeah. I feel that. They really feel like somewhere down the line she went through something and she's just going to lean on me for all emotional support. And that is not true. It's not true at all. Okay. I like that. I like that. I think like to add to that too, I think people have like this 
misconception about women that they're all emotionally fragile. And some of the biggest savages I know are women. Like maybe that's just the ones I run into. Like so when people get get that like, oh, uh, you know, women can't take this, I'd be like, y'all don't know who the, I don't know who the fuck y'all ran into because some of the biggest think- savages in life I know or are women my my older sister is one of them i say she a nigga all the time because she don't fucking play but go ahead i never forget i was in a relationship with um my second girlfriend and they were all all of them they're 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 studs so her and her friends studs and they just be like freaky got like 25, 35% nigga in her. Like, <laughs> they would just always say that. And I never, like, I'm like, what, what are y'all talking about? They'd be like, you could have been a stud. And I'm like, nah, because I'm thinking they talking about, like, maybe I'm tomboyish. A little bit of me is tomboyish, mm. just a little bit. But it's my mindset. I had to learn, it was like, they was talking about my mindset. Okay. So, I just know, even God said, they'd be like, your name couldn't be any per any more perfect. Like Ricky, <laughs> your name fits you because you could be like the homegirl, or oh, that's my nigga Ricky. <laughs> I like that. That you know when I when I do date, one thing that I wanted to say earlier, when I do date, um, I try to understand the other person and I also want to be their home their home homeboy, homegirl, whatever. Yeah. Like I I wanna be their friend, a best friend. Okay. That's and that's that's how it should be, right? Because you want the I think the way that I look at relationships is that the boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to label a thing, get you to a certain place. But when I'm not in the mood when I feel like you getting on my damn nerves and love isn't necessarily getting us through. What's going to to help us is the fact that you're also my friend, right? So I can come to you and be like, look, I'm just not as your boyfriend, I can't be that right now. I, I'm I'm I don't have the best. I'm not in the best mood to be that. But as your friend, all right, let let's let's try to work this out. So you got you got to have that balance. And people don't like they just they just think that like you become you get in a relationship, you get the title and everything that just falls into place from that. No, it doesn't. If you guys don't have a solid friendship on top of that relationship, everything is gonna crumble. Yeah, and that's like we were talking about earlier. People do not date. People don't date. Like, I went out on a couple of dates recently with somebody, and I was just like, this ain't gonna work out. I don't like you. We be friends, though. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I, I feel that, because I actually like having the conversations that we have that I know for sure I wouldn't be able to have with somebody that I call my girl. I was like, see? Yeah. Friendship. You ain't get the girl, but you got the friendship. There you go. Sometimes it's better too, right? Yeah, yeah. it's healthier. And both men and women, but I really uh, stress this with women, we have to know how to date. You have to know the difference between a partner, a life partner, and friend. Yeah, that's for sure. Because it's not going to... Too many people fall for too much temporary shit and then wonder why... 10 years down the road, they like, listen, I, I felt like I just wasted at least nine of those 10 years because you didn't have a friendship. You didn't know them. Like, you don't take time out. Like, you just want to see somebody through the lens of that's my girlfriend, that's my boyfriend, and you forget about you have to be able to see them through more lenses than just that because that's just going to fail you every time if that's all you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Who that? All right. 
Well, that's it. That's all I got for you. You got anything left? You want to? You want any knowledge? You want to drop on the people before we go? I feel like you listening back to this. You dropped some bars, so I'm definitely gonna be uh... <laughs> bars. I just always tell women, um, both men and women, always stay true to yourself. Never do anything that you you cannot wake up in the morning. If you can't wake up in the morning and say I love you and just actually mean that unconditionally you need to fix something um ladies make sure your hoochie pappy is always healthy and happy <laughs> and men take time out to understand simple as that all right oh and women need to learn how to take accountability too because I'm, I'm i'm seeing men men do it like a man can be like you know what Mama, I messed up. But women would be like, but that one time you did this. It's like, but you still haven't taken accountability. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. We have to learn how to just take responsibility for all of our, our wrongdoings. Yeah. And make you feel better. Exactly. And sometimes I think, too, like we focus too much on our intent, right? Like we'll say, why well, didn't mean for it to happen? Okay, but whether you mean for it to happen or not, this is was the result of what you did. Sometimes you just need to take that into account because, hell, not to just quote an old quote, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You can mean, you can intend to do good all day, but if the results of your intention were some bullshit, you got to take accountability for that bullshit. Yeah. Just imagine, just imagine if, if like we all we all get a chance to go to heaven, even though we we committed sins and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, whoever's at the prayer games was like, listen, now you did this back then, and you know, if you just take accountability, we'll let you into heaven. It's so many people would be like, but that one time, and this person did this to me, and then it's like, no, just be like, you know what? I sold crack to that crackhead. No one knows <laughs> But I needed the money, Lord. I apologize. I was wrong for that. Oh, man. And I bet you guys be like, you know what? That was some real ass shit. Come on. Come through. (laughs) 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 Can I just imagine that? Like, if I ever have kids, I'm just like, I'm, I was a kid. I was raised by a single father Mm -hmm. and he used to beat my ass. (laughs) You know, old fashioned ass whooping with a belt. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always told myself, I ain't going to whip my kids like that unless they just bad as fuck. But when my godmama would talk to me and put things out there, like she would just peacefully talk to me. And I'd be my feelings would be hurt even more because she's telling me where I did what I did wrong and what I need to understand. So if I ever have kids and they do something wrong, like if I got a kid and they stealing lunch money from little kids or something, I'm like, listen, now, is it necessary for you to steal? Like, why are you stealing from these little kids? Mm-hmm. They're going to give me a reason. And I'm be like, we give you everything. Why are you stealing? You know you can go to hell for stealing. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can, you can write your wrongs right right now. Stop stealing from these kids. Just stop. There's no point. You just got to know how to talk to people. Yeah, for sure. Just, just, just talk. <laughs> we got to communicate. <laughs> hey, that's what it all boils down to. Um, but that's it. Uh, give them your social media. Tell them where they can find you, all that good stuff, so they can reach out and connect with you. So if you go to hoochiepeppy.com, 
All my social media is on there, but just in case y'all don't want to take that step, I have the Hoochie Pappy on Twitter. I have the Hoochie Pappy Goddess on I can Google Hoochie Pappy and everything of me just pops up. <laughs> like you might see a titty or a booty, but it's okay. That's why y'all there. <laughs> Well, that's it. Make sure y'all go and check out again, uh, Ricky. I want to thank you for taking time out to do this with me, man. This has been this has been enlightening, funny as hell. You, your animations. I gotta tell you, we need to get a gift made of your animations because that shit is hilarious. <laughs> I don't even be thinking I'm that funny. I'm like, y'all think I'm funny? I used to I used to be so upset when people be laughing at me. Mm-hmm. They be like, "We ain't laughing at you though. Like, we not laughing at you." I'm like, "Clearly, you laughing at what I said. Yeah, we laughing at what you said. You funny." And I be like, oh, "Okay, so you not making fun of me?" They be like, "Oh, nigga, you really funny." And I be like, oh, "Okay, I don't try to be funny." <laughs> <laughs> 